Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Jesus Cast podcast. And my name is Joseph and yeah, I'm your host. Uh, we are still on our series, uh, Smokes and Mirrors. This is probably our last episode. And yeah, we've really, really had a very nice, okay, well, I've had a nice time. <laughs> I've actually enjoyed working on this series from a perspective of I think that I think the the, the, the basis for the series as I've mentioned before is there's so much that the world has taught us that if you actually go back into scripture and you look into the Bible you will realize that these things do not align with what the Word of God says and most importantly not only do they not align but they were created to actually keep us away so yeah they're smokes and mirrors ideally they blind us from the truth they keep us from seeing what god is doing and what god can do in our lives they keep us from actually experiencing god in his fullness they keep us from actually understanding the truth that god wants us to know and rather instead of want instead of teaching us the truth of god it teaches us other things that contradict the word of god that make us feel that it should be the word of god because well we create ideas, we create thoughts in our own minds, and we believe that those ideas and thoughts are correct. Well, they're smokes and mirrors. And this series for me was enjoyable because I got to see things through it that on my own I would never have figured out. And I would have lived my whole life believing that they were true. Okay, and in the beginning of the series, we started with the introduction, which was everything begins in the word of God. So whatever it is that you think that you might know about God, go to the scriptures, go and verify it, go and verify its truth. Don't just believe that the Bible says this just because someone told you or because you read a quote and it didn't even tell you where the scripture is. No, 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 no. In fact, what I would always tell you is don't just take my word for it. Study the Bible on your own. Study it for yourself. If you, if, if I say something and it doesn't seem like it's from the Bible, go to Google. Google it and ask Google. Uh, Mr. Google, uh, where's this Bible verse that says this? And Google will direct you if it's in the Bible. But if it's not in the Bible, obviously you will not find it. And my point in this is that everything begins in Scripture. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you say that you're saved from the beginning of this series up until the very end, what I am telling you is begin in scripture and move up from there. Okay. Yes. I believe also that the Holy Spirit can teach you things that are not in scripture and I stand on that. Okay. But I also believe that it's important that in everything you begin in scripture. Okay. The Holy Spirit won't teach you those things unless if you've read the scriptures. Okay, but if you don't read the Bible, you will never learn these things. Anyway, I'm getting into today's message. This is our final episode. Possibly. Okay, I say possibly because, well, the Holy Spirit has a way of messing with me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's possibly our final episode. So, uh, I'm going to be reading from, uh, oh my God, what is this? what is this verse? Okay, from John 16, verse 33. 
and then we're going to get into the word of the day today. Okay, and it reads as follows. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Father in heaven, I thank you and I honor you. I trust God that Jehovah, this word has been prepared for someone who needs to hear it, Father. Not just me, God. Oh, I also believe that God, even I, deserve to hear this word, Father. So God, I pray that no one disqualifies themselves from hearing this word on the basis of who is preaching it, God. But God, may they find it in their hearts to listen to this word on the basis that it is your word, Father. And I pray that, God, you use me only as a vessel, Jehovah, because I know on my own, Lord, I'm not qualified for this. So I thank you that, Jehovah, you are using me. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. So, yeah, uh, today's message is one of those messages that I feel like the world has actually... It's, it's one of those things, you know... Uh, from my own perspective, uh, it's something that has been fed to us and to an extent some people end up believing it completely, but some don't, okay, some don't. And I understand why they wouldn't because unless if you've actually had like an intimate relationship with God, you would never get to see God from that perspective. You will always see him from the perspective of the world or what the world tell you he is, okay? Now, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to walk you through this because I don't want you to miss it. Like I always say every week, I don't want you to miss the point of our conversation today because it's an important conversation, okay? So the $1 million question okay, that I keep getting, I myself keep getting, and I've had other pastors preach about it, okay? A couple of times I've had other pastors preach on this perspective and as someone who advocates for God's weight, okay, this question will always come back. Okay, it's something that I constantly get. In fact, I've been getting such questions even on our social platforms where people are asking me, if God is good, then why is there bad in the world? Or rather, if God truly exists, if he is truly there, then why does he let bad things happen to me? Why does he let bad things happen to me? If God is good, then why do bad things happen? That's the question. So our basis, our whole life is based on a world with a God who is good can never have bad. And because of that, so many of us get stuck at this phase. Or maybe, okay, just maybe, at some point in your life, you experience something and it made you question if God exists. Maybe at some point in your life, you lost a family member, you lost a parent, you lost a child, and it made you wonder, does God exist? Why do bad things happen to me if God exists? Okay, and, and okay, I don't, I, don't, I, mean, I don't mean to off-ramp, okay? But I've also learned that a lot of people who ask this question ask it from the outside. They don't truly believe in God. Okay, and if they do believe in God, their belief in God is, shape, is shaken by this very thing and they stop believing completely. Okay, if they experience this one thing in their lives and they're like, no, God does not exist. If he existed, he would not have let this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing happen to me. This question is asked by some of the smartest people in the world. Man, you see this person, this person is a genius and they would go and ask that question. And they've concluded 
okay, because they're stuck here, they've concluded in their heads that a supreme being, okay, cannot exist and bad, bad things happen at the same time. They believe that God and bad things cannot coexist. And this is a very perfect example of a smoke and a mirror, okay? And as we conclude this series, I want us to discuss that. How this becomes a smoke and a mirror. Okay. Going back into the scripture. So, Jesus Christ is towards the end of his ministry, okay? He has just spoken about the Holy Spirit. He has just spoken about how the disciples will, 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 will remain. And if they believe in him, you know, the Father in heaven will do great things for them. Okay, and then he ends up saying, in this world you will have troubles. Okay, and as he says that, he says, but take heart because I have conquered the world. So, Bible 101 says, there is no way in scripture where it says you will not face troubles. Okay, so bad things are bound to happen. So bad things will happen. Whether it's to me or to you or to your friends or your family members, it doesn't matter. Bad things will happen. And this is the first thing that you should know. That just because there's God, it does not mean that bad things will not happen. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain how bad things come, come into our lives, okay? But I want us to understand this one thing, okay? That the idea that God and bad things cannot exist is false and it is a smoke and a mirror. It is something that has been created to keep you from the word of God. It has been created to keep you from worshipping the creator. I I fail to understand. Okay? Personally, I fail to understand how someone could wake up every single day, see nature, see the beauty of the things around them and still believe that there's no one who created those things. Like you wake up and you say, no one created these things. These things just came out of nowhere. How? Okay. There's also an understanding that I've, I've, I've gotten. I've gotten to understand that some people do not really disqualify the existence of God. They just say, he doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. So I'm not going to believe in someone who doesn't care about me, who doesn't love me. And, and, and here's where I'm going with this. Okay. Some people don't really believe in God but they find it in their hearts to question his existence because of the bad things that happen in the world. Right. This is where I'm going to start with this session. Genesis chapter 3. It's probably something that you've read a couple of times or a whole lot of times. Okay. The Garden of Eden. This is the beginning. Okay. This is the fall where everything begins, where the bad comes to play. Okay, so God is, God created Adam and Eve. Okay, they are there, they're in the garden. And out of nowhere comes the serpent, uh, a metaphor for the devil, by the way. <laughs> okay, the serpent used by the devil comes. Okay, the Bible says it was the craftiest of animals. Okay, so it was crafty. So you understand why the devil would want to use snake because it's crafty. If you've seen a snake you know it's crafty, okay? You don't even need to. <laughs> you don't even need to interrogate it to know that it's crafty. You can tell from the way it moves. You can tell from the way it moves its tongue around that this thing, something is fishy with it, okay? Anyway, so it's in that garden, okay, that everything begins. Now, the Bible says uh, Adam and Eve were both in the garden. The snake approaches Eve, and Eve says, uh, the, the snake asks Eve, 
so did God really say you should not eat from any fruit from the garden? And Eve says, well, God did say we should not eat from the trees, from the fruits. We should not eat any fruit from the trees that are here, except for this one and this one. Hmm. Now the snake says, did he really say that? Okay. And Eve had just told the snake that, or else we will die. And the snake asks, did he really say you will die? So it questions what God had instructed. And isn't that what we face daily? Where things that happen to us lead us to questioning God's existence? Isn't that what we trying to discuss in the session? That you faced something and it made you ask yourself, does God really exist? Is he really, really there for me? Does he even care about me? Why did he let this thing happen to me? So because of that very question, we go and do things that are outside of our nature. We go and do things that contradict who God has called us to be and what he has chosen us to become. And this is now the beginning of man's fall. Okay, So Adam, I mean Eve, eats from the tree and passes it on to Adam in his stupidity also eats. And then... Everything happens. So they eat from the tree of knowledge and wisdom. Now, the tree of knowledge and wisdom was a tree that was created to help people see. Okay? It helps you see. Okay? To know the difference between good and bad. So now you can distinguish. And from the perspective of distinguish, because you know how to, then you can do. Do you get me? The idea that you know something means now you have more information about it, which means now you can apply it in your life. And this is where it all falls apart. Now, Adam and Eve both have been broken. These were good people. They were good because God said it was good with everything else, including them. But now they are no longer good because now they've eaten and broken an important rule that God had given them. Okay, now they know everything. Now they know how to do good things and they know how to do bad things. Now God comes to them then and he gives them all of these punishments and he says to the woman, you will give birth and in childbearing you will feel pains. It's a lot of things. Okay, you should read chapter 3. Go in and read it for yourself. Okay, and he says to Adam, uh, you will uh, eat from the sweat. Huh? Okay, whatever. The idea is you will have to work for everything, okay? And he says, and at the end, you will go back to the very soil that I created you through. Okay, now I'm going to say one thing before I finish, okay? So death is something that we are all going to go through, okay? No one is free. No one is going to escape this, okay? We will all go through it. Me, you, your family members, everyone, okay? My family members, everyone. Okay? I don't care how rich you are, I don't care how successful you are, you are going to go through this. Because everyone is supposed to go back where they came from and we came from the ground. Okay, Now, does this make God a bad person? No. He created us. Does it make him a dictator? No. We had the choice and Adam and Eve chose to do the opposite. So, if he was a dictator, do you not think that he would have kept them from the tree he could have probably circled the tree or something close it up but he gave them access to it in fact not only did he give them access to it 
He even instructed them not to eat from it. He even gave them information as to what would happen if they ate from it. Now we have to die because of two people who had no idea how freedom works. They had freedom and they didn't get it. And that's the problem with our lives. We don't get freedom at all whatsoever. Anyway, I'm not trying to be political about this, okay? But now we became a broken people. And we know this. We know that we are broken because in all of this, the first sin that you see in the Bible is with Abel and Cain. Okay? That is the first sin that you see in the Bible. This is death. Okay? Abel is killed by Cain. And Cain is punished by God then. Uh... Okay, so Cain is punished by God. God has given, him has given him punishment. He banishes him. Okay, read the Bible. <laughs> okay, I'm, try I'm trying to get to my point here. Okay, but you've already seen bad happening. And this is bad happening for the very first time in Scripture. Okay, now because bad can happen, now God introduces something new. Okay, this is the middle. Okay, God says, okay, now that men have become like us, I need to find a way to control this to a level where they can actually understand that when you have so much power, you need to find a way to control it. You cannot have so much power and not have control over it. So he says, so I'm going to introduce the laws. So we meet Moses who now comes up with the Ten Commandments. He brings up the Ten Commandments. Now the Israelites have to live under, under the rule of the law. Okay, now they have the laws. Okay, remember... If you go back to Genesis, you will realize that there's a lot of history that happens in between with people doing sin that is so excessive that in the situation of Noah, God had to bring a flood and people died. And, uh, you know, there's so many stories. Okay, there was Enoch as well, who God saw as a very, very kind person, <laughs> as a very, very good person, that he did not even go through death. He just disappeared. Poof. Out of nowhere. I wonder how good he was. Because I don't think I could ever be that good. But anyway, I'm um, getting into the point of this conversation now. Okay, so bad things originated because of what happened in the garden. Bad people originated because of what happened in the garden. So bad became something that was possible. And because it became something that was possible, it started happening. Okay? started happening now there were deaths there were wars and if you, as, as you read through the bible you realize that there's so much that god is doing to actually get people back to him okay but all of these people they get back in a moment and then they forget about him and they start doing something else and then they go back to their old ways and this becomes a cycle of life being about going back to doing bad okay so now we are introduced to the laws this is through Moses and, you know, God has introduced so many laws. I think there's some about 600 and something laws that, we, that, that you find in Leviticus. And all of these laws, we had to apply. Okay, the Israelites had to apply. Okay, now these laws were not created so that we can become good people. They were created so that we can see our weaknesses, so that we can see how bad we are. Okay, that we cannot save ourselves, that we cannot do anything with our own strength. And as we continue through this, God introduces judges, he introduces kings, he introduces prophets. And the prophets now say, okay, the prophets say, there's someone who's going to come, who's going to save all of you. Okay, he's going to be a savior. Now, what does it mean that he's going to be a savior? It means that everything that you think that you have to do with your own strength, you will not have to do with your own strength. I'm going to save you. 
Okay, so comes to play Jesus Christ. This is when grace comes down. Okay, in the New Testament, uh, the prophecies of uh, your Isaiah's, your Jeremiah's now has come to pass. Okay, most importantly, Isaiah's, okay, has come to pass. So Jesus Christ is born, and as he is born, he, according to the people that lived at that moment, okay, the Jews that lived in that moment, they thought, oh, a king is coming who is going to save us. And because they've been living so many years where every time that God saved them, it was through war, this time they think it's the same thing, and only to find out that now he's introducing something completely different. He's introducing a character. Okay, now I'm not trying to teach you to fight against people. I'm trying to get you to love people. Okay, God does not try. He does. Okay, now I'm getting you to love people. Now I'm getting you to care for people. Now I'm getting you to be compassionate about people. Now I'm getting you into a place where you can say, okay, God, I want to be like you for real. Remember that the devil told Adam and Eve that we were going to be like God? Well, we did not become like God. We actually developed stuff that we were not even supposed to have. Stuff that we were not even supposed to know that we could have. And in us doing that, we lost our relationship with God. Just going back a little bit. Okay, when God created us, okay, when God created Adam and Eve, if you look into the Bible, you realize that he says that like, our goal, our main goal, was to take care of what God has created, of his creation. Now, whether you look at it from a perspective of whether God created us for the world or the world for us, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is we were supposed to be cultivating the world. Okay, And in our cultivation of the world, that we were supposed to do that having relationship with him. This is why you, you find that God says, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3, that God came to them. Okay, And as he came to them, Okay. It was something that he was used to doing. He was used to going in the garden to speak with them. And well, unfortunately, they had to be kicked out of the garden. And not only were they kicked out of the garden, because them being kicked out of the garden symbolized them being far from God. Okay, It symbolized them not having an intimate relationship with God. Now, Jesus Christ comes to help us to get back to a place where we are intimate with God. Now, our intimacy with God means that we become the people that God had initially created us to be, which would, in essence, mean that we go back to being good, as God had created us. But we cannot be good without a Savior. So this is why now Jesus Christ comes. Jesus Christ comes, he goes to the cross, and he dies for our sins. And as he is resurrected from there, we are resurrected with him. I'm going to read something. Okay, but before I read that something, I, I, I want you to understand this. Okay, grace became available to everyone. Okay, it's not just available to Joseph because Joseph is saved. No, grace is available to everyone, man. Even the people that you think don't deserve grace, they are, it's available to them. Okay, it's available to them. It's available to your neighbors. It's available to your friends. It's available. Okay, God wants to give everyone a second chance. Now you ask me, then why does God allow bad things to happen? Why does God allow bad people to keep existing? Because he wants to give them a second chance. Do you think that you are sinless? Please, tell me. Do you think that when, as you are, you've never made mistakes, that you feel that if God was killing people for this, I'd definitely be dead. But you see, God wants everyone to have a second chance. God's second chances are not like the world's second chances, okay? They're limitless, okay? He will give you a chance until the very day that you die. He will give you a chance, okay? The problem here is 
because the world has bad people who have who have developed a character okay that contradicts who they are bad things will continue to happen i don't know if that made sense let me start over the type of character that we adopted the character of sin made us bad people period so this is why bad things happen you ask me why people kill because of sin you ask me why people hate because of that and the most important thing the most interesting thing is jesus christ in his coming the first thing that he teaches okay so okay not the first thing okay i've mentioned this last week okay when you read through the book of john you realize that what he is actually teaching us is character okay i said i said this last week even that the first thing that he does is says come and see okay so he is saying come and experience me come and understand me come and identify with me come and see what i'm capable of doing come and see the type of person that i am because jesus christ did not come here to show us how to be god he came to show us how to be human the type of human beings that god wants us to be he didn't come here to teach us how to be spiritual he came to teach us how to be human beings with the spirit in us okay so jesus christ starts to teach from a perspective of saying i want you to understand the type of person that you should become. Remember what I said? That the people during that time thought he was coming to fight against the Roman Empire. He wasn't coming to fight the Roman Empire. He, was, he came so that the Roman Empire could actually be a part of the kingdom of God. Okay, Not just the Roman Empire, but everyone else around. The Gentiles, the Jews. Everyone was given a chance to be saved. Because if only one group of people is saved, there will still be bad people. So God wants us to come to a place where everyone knows Jesus. And when you have a personal relationship with Jesus, when you have a personal encounter with him, you start learning the word of God in a different way and the word of God transforms you. And this is why now when we get saved, we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit okay, is our helper. Okay? He teaches us what God wants us to know and, things that God, and everything that God wants us to know. He gives us knowledge. Okay, this is why they're called, the Bible teaches us in Galatians, about the fruit of the Spirit. And when you look at the fruit of the Spirit, you realize that all of these things are good. And because they are good, if I have all of them, because I have the Holy Spirit, then there can never be bad things that happen in this world. I don't know if you're hearing me. So Jesus Christ is here, came to teach us to become like God. To become the people that God created us to become. To go back to factory settings. To reconcile us. Hmm? Because there were things within us. There are things within us. That contradict the nature of God. That contradict what God wants us to do. And Jesus Christ came so that we can become reconciled with God. So that we can become one with God again. In agreement with him. So he came to show human beings what a typical human being is supposed to look like, what a typical human being is supposed to act like. And one of the things that he teaches is love. Okay, So when he is asked by the disciples, which one of these is the greatest? He says, well, the greatest of all of these laws? He says, for, 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 <laughs> for argument's sake, there's no law that is above the other, by the way. Okay, But he says, but if you're going to choose, here's what you're going to do. First, Love the Lord of your God with all your heart. And then he goes and says, love your neighbor. 
Do you see that? And he says, these two are the greatest. Why? Because the Bible also tells us that love covers a multitude of sin. Why does love cover a multitude of sin? Because when you love, you cannot do wrong. Okay? Because when you love people, you cannot do things to them that you don't want them doing to you. Because when you love people, you cannot do things to them that will harm them. Because when you love people, what you want is the best for them. Imagine if the world had a lot of people who had love. I'm not, I'm not talking about this from a perspective of people who are not saved, by the way. I'm talking about even people that are saved. Hmm? Go to church and we gossip about each other. We hate on each other. We, 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 we play competition. We compete amongst each other. All of those things are things that create badness in people. We envy each other. Okay? We, we, we get angry to a point where we want to kill each other. In fact, we get angry to a point where we bewitch each other by the things we say and the things we do. So I'm asking you a question right now. On the basis that God wants to give everyone a chance, do you not realize that bad still happens because there are people that are still bad and God wants them to be saved and you can be the person that saves them? Okay. See, this will probably be something that I wanted to preach on. Okay, a couple of days ago, I'm reading uh, through one of the, one of the chapters that I've grown to. Like I was introduced to the, to this Bible verse as a child, man, and my grandfather preached about it every single year. Okay, um, Matthew twenty five, and it speaks about the two. I mean, the two groups of girls. Okay, uh, five that are smart and five that were not so smart, foolish, rather. <laughs> and the Bible calls them foolish. Okay, and it speaks about how when it was time for the bridegroom to come okay these people had been sleeping okay and they had their oils burning all night and now the bridegroom is coming and the ones who are foolish did not have enough oil and because they did not have enough oil they go to the ones who are deemed to be smart the ones who are deemed to be clever who had extra oil with them and they ask them and say can you give a sum of your oil? And they say to them, no, go to the shops and get your own oil because we will run out. And you see, and you see, I started thinking about that. I started thinking about it and what God revealed to me was how many people are out there trying to get in here, but they can't get in here because you don't have enough oil to maintain them coming in here. I don't know if you're hearing me. Okay, how many people turn back from God because you're not good enough or because they saw bad in you or because they saw hate in you or because they saw evilness in you? So you did not have enough good in you for people to want to be in God. Now, I'm not saying that people are perfect. I'm not saying that people are perfect because at the end of the day, the physician comes because people are sick. And that is what Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ ideally came for. But are you getting healed or not? That's my question. I get it, you have oil, but why do you feel like your oil is not enough to help someone else to come into the church and you can share together in the oil? Why is your faith so limited that every time you get shaken up and someone sees you being shaken up by your faith, by the things that are happening in your life and they feel like, oh my God, if I'm saved and <laughs> I can also be saved because that person is saved and they're struggling badly. 
Because they didn't have enough faith to keep going. They felt like, I don't have enough faith for other people to actually experience the same type of faith. For me to tell other people about the same type of faith that I have. And so people don't come to church because of that. So people run away from God because of that. They, they've been gone to the shops. And the Bible says, when they come back, I will tell them that it is too late for them. Do you realize that you're closing people out of the church? Anyway, this is still about good and bad. <laughs> okay, this is still about that. But I'm not saying that we will all be perfect. Jesus Christ says we can't be perfect. In fact, Jesus Christ's standard of perfection is love. And I don't know about you, but I think loving is easy, man. You just got to figure people out. That's, that's love, man. You just got to know people. You just got to choose to be around people. You just got to care about them. That's love. Well, there's a definition of love that's extremely long. <laughs> and if you do go and read it, it fulfills the whole concept of love. Okay. No, love is kind, love is patient, does not envy. Oh my God. Is not jealous. Does not seek its own. Like you, go, you go and read that, you realize that love is such an incredible thing. And if you all had that, this world would be a better place. There would be no bad. So bad is not happening because of God. It's happening because of people that God has still given grace. Now you may ask me, why does God not get rid of them? And I will go back and say again, if he got rid of them, he would have to get rid of you. Well, I know that he would have to get rid of me. And I don't want that. I want God to give people a second chance. So I want to be there for other people to be saved. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want God to see people and say, okay, this person can be redeemed. Because trust me. Believe me when I tell you this. You can go on and tell me that people are beyond redemption. I can tell you today that there is no one who is beyond redemption. No one. Absolutely no one. Everyone can be redeemed. There could be a small act of kindness that can redeem someone. Okay. If you are good, then the world will be good. I want to read. I want to read something. Okay. Uh, Romans chapter 5, okay, verse 12 to 21. So it's a very lengthy read, but I want us to go through it and then I'm going to be wrapping this up. Okay. So the Bible says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgressions of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the, man, the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteousness act righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's obedience, or for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. 
Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let me summarize this for you. What we lost through Adam, we gained through Christ. Period. Okay? If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have a chance to redeem the world. You have a chance to change the world. Okay? You can live a life that says God exists. God is there. God is alive. Even when bad things happen. Jesus Christ says to us, they will happen. But I'm telling you this. I have conquered the world because his grace is sufficient for us. When, when, when Paul is is attacked by the thorn. He says that the enemy attacked me. And, and, and God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So we can be weak. We can be vulnerable. We can be tired. We can be weary. But, grace is, but God's grace strengthens us over and over and over and over and over again. And it never runs dry. It never ever runs dry. And God wants you to experience his love. God wants you to experience his favor. God wants you to experience him in his fullness. And here's what I'm saying. I'm going to conclude this. The goal here is if we get saved and other people get saved and more people get saved, bad can be alleviated. But it cannot be destroyed unless if people are saved. And when you're sitting there and you're questioning if God exists just because you saw something bad happening in your life and you think that nothing, God cannot redeem you from that or he cannot pull you back from that. My man, let me tell you something. See, I might not have been around for too long. I might not have been through a whole lot of things. But I tell you this. I've been through situations that made me want to give up. But you know what the Bible says? If in the time of trouble, your faith fails, you give up, did you have any faith at all? That's the question. Did you have faith at all? If you go to a hospital bed and you pray for someone and they don't wake up, they don't resurrect. Okay, I mean, they don't get well, rather. Okay. How is that a standard to disqualify the existence of God? When there are so many people getting healed every single day because of the very God. Are we to say that the bad outweighs the good? Are we to say that just because I was involved in a car crash, then automatically it means that God does not protect me when I've only been in a car crash once? I don't know if you're getting me. Anyway, this is from the perspective of someone who... Actually, on my way from, from work today, I was actually involved in a minor crash, okay? This guy got in front of me, scratched my car on the side, and I get off the car, and I look at the car, and it's not really bad. And I remember a conversation that my wife and I had about a couple of days ago, and in that conversation, she says to me, so as, as, she, as she walks through facing the car, she's, she, she starts smiling, and then she gets in the car, and she says to me, you know, I realize how much grace and favor we've had over the years. Like, for every accident that we've had, that could have been bad, but it was never bad, and we are still here, and the car is still here. So I'm wondering, even today as this happens, I'm thinking to myself, oh, the grace of God, <laughs> the love that he has for me. 
But you see, I could have easily said, if God exists, why would my car get crashed? Why would I believe in a God who does that? But you see, there's one thing that I've learned. That bad things will happen. We drive with people, bad things will happen. Some days I'm driving and I'm behind someone and I'm like, no, oh, this person is driving badly. They keep hitting their brakes. And then God reminds me that this person might have been in a car accident that made them lose their faith, their confidence in driving. So do not judge them because you don't know their situation. And now I'm thinking to myself that how many of us, how many of us are struggling to pick up their faith because of something bad that happened in their lives? And you know what's sad? Is unless you get back there, unless you get back to that faith, it's so hard for you to experience God's love from the perspective of someone who's beat down. <laughs> okay? If you don't know that God is there for the brokenhearted, like, you have no hope, man. And when you have no hope, life will beat you down, man. You see people that commit suicide, See, you judge them sometimes, but you realize that they gave up hope completely. And the hope that they gave up on is that God can save them. God can rescue them. God can protect them. And because of that, now their lives are just a cycle of bad things happening. So they keep seeing bad things so they don't see any good. See, when you keep seeing bad, it blocks your view of good. When you keep thinking of bad, it blocks your view of good things happening. So even if good things happen, you're like, oh, it happened. But tomorrow morning, it might not be the same. You see, you're attracting bad anyway. So what am I saying? As much as bad things happen, Jesus Christ has assured us that he has conquered this world. So we should have peace should take heart let our hearts be at peace that even when bad things happen god is still a redeemer god is still a deliverer he's still a protector he's still a provider man you can lose your job and god still provides for you for the whole period that you're unemployed god provides every single day i've seen him do that for me so i'm not just speaking about this i've had the experience man so my prayer for you today as much as you feel like God cannot save you, cannot rescue you, I want you to pick yourself up today and say, you know what, God? I want to see how you rescue someone who had lost faith and they come back to you. I want to see what you can do for me. And I promise you, God will redeem you, my man. God will change your life. God will renew your strength and life will be better than it was before. And that's my conclusion. So bad things do not happen because God allows them to happen. They happen because they're bad people in this world. But Jesus Christ is inviting you today to come and see the character that he wants you to have, to come and experience the love that he has for you so that you can move away from a perspective of saying that these bad things will continue to happen to me. So that he can rescue you from seeing all the bad and he can bring you to the side of good. And not only can you see good now, but you can also live the good life so, and you can become the good that other people see in this world. So I, don't, I, so I, I, wanna, pray with, I wanna pray with you today, okay? I wanna pray with you today. May, may, maybe you're listening to this message and you had given up hope on God because there's so many bad things that have happened to you. And you're saying, God, I want you to show me that you really exist. 
Okay, I want to give you a chance today to just say this prayer with me. Okay, and may maybe you're also there and you're thinking, oh well, I've never been saved, but all I've known is bad. I want to see the light. I want to see the good that can happen. So I want to pray with you today. So I want you to come and pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you redeem people. I thank you that you deliver and that your grace remains sufficient even in my weaknesses. I thank you that you have promised me that you have conquered this world. So as I come to you today, I want to see what you can do. I want to see this character that will turn this world into a good world because I'm tired of the bad that I've been seeing. So today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I let go of everything that has kept me back, that has kept me from experiencing you. I let go of anything that has kept me from seeing your hand at work in my life. I know bad things will happen, but I'm grateful that you have conquered them. So today, as I receive you as my Lord and Savior, I am born again, and sin does not reign in my life anymore. I have found the one who was sent to save me. So thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. So yeah, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the very first time and you still have questions, please do send us a message uh, on Instagram or TikTok. Uh, our social profiles are at JesusCastCo, so you can communicate with us from that perspective. And if there's anything else that I'd like you to do is do follow us on our socials and uh, like and subscribe. Yeah, whatever that, whatever they call it. Yeah, do all of those. And then most importantly, please do find a church that is Bible-based. And if you feel like you need more of the Word of God, there are so many messages that we've done over the, over the past couple of years. So just go through them and listen to any one of them. And I promise you that God is going to change your life. He's going to transform your life. And yeah, He's going to show you the good that is in the world. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you have stayed up until this far. Do not forget, like, subscribe, share. From the podcast point of view, from the social platforms, uh, go there. Okay, go there. Check us out. And also check out our shop, www.jesuscastcode.co.za. There's some great match for you there. Amen. So yeah, uh, thank you for tuning in. And I'm going to do a prayer and close. Father in heaven, I thank you and I honor you. I pray that today, O oh Lord, as we have shared this message, that someone's life will be transformed by it, that someone's life will be changed, and God, they will experience you in a way that they've never experienced you. May your mercy and grace be upon them. May your love follow them in all the days of their lives, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you and goodbye.